Treks and Sci-Fi, podcast number 413 for December 2nd, 2012. This summer, witness yet another Spider-Man origin story, just so Sony can retain the rights to the character. Peter Parker was just an attractive, intelligent, likable, athletic, well-dressed teenage loser. But when he easily walks into a high-security lab, one radioactive spider bite will give Peter the ability to twitch like a crackhead, break everything. Get every father figure in his life murdered. Act like a complete jerk every chance he gets. I just did 80% of your job, huh? Who does this to you? Please, please go to sleep. And stutter worse than Shia LaBeouf in Transformers. Um, so, uh, you want to, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know, just, uh, um, I don't know. I was, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't, no, don't, no. Okay, no, okay. Okay, 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 I gotta tell you this one thing, I gotta tell you this one thing. I, I wish I could just... Embark on a romantic journey where the hottest girl in school falls for this creepy stalker. He's got you on his computer. <laughs> Proving that love always prevails, even when you have gaping wounds that require immediate medical attention. Immerse yourself in the epic battle between a hero who refuses to fight with his mask on and a villain with the most cliche origin story imaginable, who is conveniently connected to the most important people in Peter's life. Kurt Connors. That's the name of the guy in the picture with your dad. Dr. Curtis Connors, who's also my daughter's mentor. Is that who you're talking about? That's the one. Experience the re-retold story of an uncle who strives to find yet another way of saying, with great power comes great responsibility. That if you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. Not choice, responsibility as well as all of these other moments that you've already seen before. Like this, a lot of this, and more of this. Call an ambulance! Swing along with the smartest teenager in Manhattan who uses the MySpace of search engines and does a terrible job of hiding his secret identity. Seriously, nobody thought that was odd? Starry. Babyhead, Charlie Sheen's dad, Forrest Gump's mom, Detective O'Murphy McIrish, the Geico Gecko, Octomom, and Lindsay Lohan, if she had better parents. The not really that amazing Spider-Man. Eh, at least Kirsten Dunst wasn't in it. Hello, this is Jeff, Jedi Jeff from the Trex and Sci-Fi forums, and this week I am guest hosting the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast. I'd like to thank Rico for giving me this chance to uh, guest host another uh, podcast and getting to sit in the big chair. Always appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate that uh, Rico has opened up his podcast for so many of us to uh, to guest host. Um, I've really enjoyed all of Rico's podcasts lately. They've been great. And I've also really enjoyed all the uh, other guest hosts. I always learn so much uh, when uh, listening to the podcast and all the great topics that everyone covers. I thought I would start this podcast off with something a, a little fun, and uh, that was a honest kind of trailer movie clip of the uh, Spider-Man movie, which came out in the summer, The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, it kind of pokes fun at the movie, but um, actually, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it was one of my more favorite movies for, for the year, 
And uh, actually, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. So um, if a person's looking for something like for a gift for Christmas for for a Spider-Man fan or or kind of a movie fan, that that might be a movie that uh, they might want to consider. Because like I say, it was a great movie. Uh, like I say, it was a, kind of another Origins movie. And I must admit, I was a little hesitant when I first heard they were kind of rebooting the series. But, you know, in the end, I really enjoyed this movie and I really... Uh, enjoyed the uh, take they had on uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker and and all the other characters. Uh, it was just a great, great movie. And uh, like I say, I urge people, if they haven't seen this movie, to uh, definitely check it out. And um, I know that, um, that that Blu-ray is actually on my Christmas list. So that's one I'm kind of hoping that uh, someone will get me for Christmas. I'm, I'm sure I'll get it because uh, I usually get a lot of movies. But uh, anyways, I just thought I would uh, start the podcast off with uh, a little bit of fun. I guess before I get into my main topic, which is going to be talking about some um, collectibles um, that a person might be able to um, uh, get for Christmas or or just even if they just want uh, collectibles, I'm just going to run down some um, recent kind of collectibles that uh, that are kind of out there, which uh, I think that might uh, interest the, the listeners of this podcast. But I thought maybe first off, I'll start off with some news and um, some Trek movie news. Um, I know Rico will probably cover this off a bit more on his podcast next week, but um, I would be remiss not to uh, talk about the kind of the big news of, of the week um, Star Trek wise. And that was that they finally kind of released a synopsis of the upcoming J.J. Uh, Abrams um, Star Trek movie, which uh, the second one of his or kind of, I guess, a, a little bit of the plot, I guess. Um, let me read this uh, down for uh, everyone. In summer 2013, pioneering director J.J. Abrams will deliver an explosive action thriller that takes Star Trek into darkness. When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for, leaving our world in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture one man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, love will be challenged, friendships will be torn, and sacrifices must be made for the family Kirk has left, his crew. So that's uh, kind of uh, a little bit of uh, details on what to expect uh, for the uh, Star Trek movie coming out in um, this summer in, in 2013. To me, I'm a little bit... Um, it intrigues me a little bit in the sense that it does sound like it's going to be um, quite epic because it, it sounds like um, it does really sound like it's kind of got a, a movie movie style or movie quality um, plot to it because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of action in this movie again. Um, I guess that's um, kind of the, the driving force in these these new J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies because the first one was a kind of real action packed and this one certainly looks like it's going to be um, another action packed movie as well too. Sounds like like something um, something within um, in within Starfleet or whatever is 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 going to cause problems for the crew. So like I say it's going to be interesting what that ex exactly is. And like I say it does sound like they say a, a one man weapon. So obviously they've got some sort of um, master villain here. I wonder if that's 
like Khan possibly, you know, uh, are they building him, him up as a weapon? I, I know that, you know, there've been some rumors, you know, off and on people saying Khan, maybe not Khan. I guess, guess we won't really know. Me personally, I'm kind of hoping that maybe from uh, reading through this, um, that maybe somehow the Klingons might be um, brought into this story. Um, like say, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, like say, I, you know, I might not be as up as much as others on kind of, you know, like kind of spoilers or, or kind of what people are predicting for this movie. I don't think there's a lot out there yet, but, um, you know, like say, um, for me, I, I would really hopefully, I, I hope, like I say, you know, that there's maybe some Klingons in this because I'd really like to, to see the Klingons come come into Star Trek uh, sooner than later, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure this movie's going to be great. Um, part of me as well, too, was um, maybe kind of hoping for uh, a bit more exploration uh, in the movie, maybe, uh, you know, meeting up against a, a new alien species or even just, you know, like uh, a alien species from from within the, the Star Trek canon, um, you know, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Kirk and Cruz, you know, kind of first encounter with them or something like that would be interesting, but not sure if it, this movie is going to go that way. doesn't look like it. It looks like it's going to be kind of more within their familiar universe, but, uh, we'll see. Um, some of the things, um, some of the things, I guess they make it to sound excessive, exciting, you know, like epic chess game and love will be challenged and friendships will be torn apart. That seems all kind of your typical kind of movie bylines. Um, they don't get me all that excited, but, um, I, you know, I guess the uh, marketing department likes to throw that stuff in. I, I think the second paragraph of the of this synopsis or the, the second and third paragraph is kind of really where, uh, you know, the meat for me and in what's coming out in this is, is really got got me kind of intrigued and, and thinking what's going to happen. So I'm hoping as well that we get a trailer or something like that. I know that there's um, I think they said there's like nine minutes of um of footage that they're going to show at the, the start of the IMAX um, Hobbit movie coming out in a, a few weeks. I'm not sure if I'll I'll see that that footage because I, I probably go see the Hobbit and uh, you know probably not not in IMAX. Uh, I'll probably just see it in, in a regular viewing. Uh, but but we'll see. Um, you know, like I said, I'd certainly like to see some uh, some trailers hopefully come out. So hopefully after they they release this. Uh, nine minutes worth of um footage that that they'll come out with some trailers as well too i'm kind of a guy as well too who likes to kind of keep spoiler free so even though that nine minutes of footage is coming out i'm i kind of really don't want to see it because i'd i'd rather just wait until the movie came out and then just get really wowed when i actually get to see the full length of the movie i guess slipping over to some other movie news before i kick into uh into uh, my main topic um just another uh piece of news that came out uh it's kind of star trek related not star trek related but genre related in that um i guess apparently in the next x-men movie um patrick stewart and uh sir ian mckellen are going to um they're going to be uh reprising their roles in in the next x-men movie um as uh patrick stewart's professor xavier and uh and Ian McKellen as Magneto, and um, I guess um, based off kind of the the title or premise of the movie, it's going to be called Days of Future Past. So it looks like, um, according to Brian Singer, um, there's going to be a, a mix of kind of the X Men that came out uh, a few years ago, the the older you know kind of older X Men or you know like the the X Men from like the 60s or or whatever you know like with the new cast and then and then with the um with the uh, older guys like um 
Stewart and McKellen. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I like that idea how they're going to kind of tie the two franchises together, I guess, in a sense. Uh, like I said, I think it's it's going to be great. Uh, like I said, I really, uh, I think it's a great idea and um, really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing that next X-Men movie, especially, you know, with this new cast and then having uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in it as well. I think it's going to be really great. Star Wars, you and your children loved it. Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. R2, it's a little you. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station, four floors of action. A trash compactor, too. Listen, R2, that's the Star Wars electronic laser battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the Force be with you and your children. Now on to my main topic. And my main topic for this week is I thought I would run down some of the, the collectibles which are out there, which, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to ask for Christmas or if you're just looking for something, uh, you know, to kind of fill out your uh, geek needs, uh, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll kind of run down some of the some of the collectibles that sort of caught my eye, you know, over, over the last little while. And uh, I was thinking about this as well, too. And uh, a lot of times when uh, we talk about collectibles, we end up talking about um, really high-priced collectibles. And sometimes I think, you know, when you talk about high-priced collectibles, I think sometimes you kind of lose people because not everyone's going to go out and they're not going to spend like two or $300 on a prop replica or like, say, an expensive, um, you know, figurine or... or statue or collectible bust or, or model you know you know because some of these things can run up like quite a lot of quite a lot of dollars and I think sometimes with this hobby um sometimes um I find that you know maybe you know the non-collecting person kind of gets disassociated from it because you know like say they're not going to go out and they're not going to spend that type of money on something so then they they maybe they're not that interested in kind of the the hobby or or kind of what's out there so I thought you know for this podcast i was just going to talk about items which are out there i'm not going to talk about anything which isn't which isn't available right now uh, because i thought you know like what's what's the point of talking about something if it's not available yet you know especially around the christmas time frame like why not i talk about something which a person can actually come out and buy right now and also i thought you know what i'm not going to talk about anything which is more than like a hundred dollars so i thought you know what? i'm going to talk about things that are all within um you know a person's uh economic means to to purchase and i thought you know that's probably you know just you know interest people who might not be collectors and not looking to spend a lot of money on a real big ticket item but uh, want something really cool so i thought you know what i'm going to talk about you know kind of lesser cool cool collectibles the first one i'm going to start off with efx collectibles and I thought this was really cool. Back in the uh, summer, of course, the big movie of the year was The Avengers. And part of that movie was um, was the uh, Agent Coulson. 
he had a set of uh, Captain America trading cards, which um, he had uh, he had kept, and uh, he wanted to get them signed by uh, Captain America. But um, as what happened in the movie, he was unfortunately he wasn't able to do that because, uh, you know, like, say, he got killed. Sorry, there's a, a bit of a spoiler there. Um, but I suspect, uh, given how popular the Avengers are, that most of the people listening to this podcast are probably probably already seen the movie but anyways um anyways uh agent colson wasn't able to uh get uh captain america to sign his trading cards but he was very proud of this uh this set of um of near mint vintage captain america trading cards and so anyways efx uh, collectibles they came out with a uh, with a set of these um these trading cards which are, are like uh, really really cool it's just like this kind of whole set of um of these these trading cards uh, of I guess of Captain America or Steve Rogers and uh, they actually came out with two sets uh, they came out like with the Agent Coulson's near mint set and then they also came out with the bloodstained cards that uh, uh, Nick Fury kind of used to give the uh, give the, the Avengers that little push to uh, you know kind of uh, unite to 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 help save the world so anyways, I thought that's really cool. Like um, just looking on the site, they're really packaged very nicely. They come in like kind of this nice display case and uh, like say a nice kind of folder. And they got like both the near mint and the the, the uh, kind of bloodstained or, or what they refer to as Avengers Assemble set. And then they got a picture of uh, Agent Coulson as well too in this kind of folder. And uh, also too... Um, just looking at the cards, they're like, say, they're that kind of, um, they're that vintage um, 50s, kind of 40s, 50s um, war type, kind of World War II type uh, era of these cards. So they've got kind of Captain America and his kind of his um, kind of uh, World War II kind of get up and then him as a soldier. And uh, it's just really cool, these, these set of cards. And you, the great thing about these cards is they don't cost a lot of money. You get two sets uh, nicely displayed um, from EFX Collectibles, which is a um, proper replica maker. And they make some very nice items. And the price is ve actually very good on these. Um, it's actually only $40. And actually, if uh, you're in America, you can actually uh, order these. And the, the shipping is free on them as well, too. So... Uh, to get uh, you know kind of a prop replica from from the Avengers movie, uh, you're not paying a lot of money, and forty dollars is a is a really nice price uh, for a prop uh, replica. Like I, I've looked at these online. Um, you know, some people have had these, and like say, I must say, I'm I'm very uh, very impressed with the, this set, and uh, this is one that I'll probably keep my eye on. Probably won't get it right now, but uh, in the new year, I might uh, treat myself to uh, this set because, uh, like I say, I think it's just really cool. Like I say, I'll have a picture of these in the show notes, but um, like I say, if you're looking for uh, something cool from the Avengers movie, definitely check out these uh, vintage Captain America trading cards. It looks like it's just a really nice set. Keeping in the kind of the Avengers um, Captain America vein of things and efx collectibles the next thing i'm going to talk about is uh, another another uh, thing from efx collectibles and this is the um captain america war bonds uh posters uh in uh, the uh the captain america or the i guess the captain america movie they had a couple um kind of vintage posters you know like um because captain america went over and he fought a bit and then he became kind of a hero then he came back and he um 
he was doing that whole uh, war bonds uh, tour, you know, kind of, uh, you know, generating, um, you know, money for, for the U.S. Uh, military uh, by selling war bonds. And they came out with these um, these really cool uh, posters of uh, Captain America. Um, they got like a real cool one, you know, Captain America, I want you to buy war bonds. And then they got Captain America on tour. And then they've got the tour canceled until further noticed. Um across it so it's it's a really cool um really cool posters um like say and like say they're very you know again in that vintage uh world war ii style captain america and they're not very much either they're 20 dollars a piece so again if you want a uh, kind of a nice piece from um from like a captain america movie definitely check out these posters again i'll have um, a picture in the the show notes um so you get a good idea of what they look like but um like say again it's uh captain america he's kind of in his um world war ii kind of get up he doesn't got the the big kind of fancy shield that he has later he's got more of the kind of the the standard shield but uh you know what this is just a, a cool thing that you could put in your kind of your tv room or your your man cave or maybe the wife will let you uh, hang it up in the living room uh, probably not but uh you know, something that you could probably put in like maybe your office or something like that. Just a really, really cool poster. Probably be a bit of a centerpiece and a discussion piece if people came over. And not a lot of money. $20, I think, is a is a pretty good price on these posters. And like I say, would, like I, say I think it would, it would complement any kind of geek's kind of space or room or, or wherever they want to put it. Next up, I'm going to talk about something that um, actually Rico has covered before on this podcast, but um, I think is a really cool um, idea, again, for any um, kind of geek, um, especially Star Trek fan, and it's from uh, Think Geek, and of course, Think Geek's got a ton of really cool items, so if you're looking for a lot of cool kind of stocking stuffers or or you want uh, people to get you some nice stocking stuffers or something like that, then definitely go over to Think Geek. There's just a ton of cool things for us uh, geek type people but anyways um, what I'm going to talk about here is the Star Trek electric electronic door chime this is uh, something that Rico has covered in a previous uh, podcast Um, this is something that I own myself as well too and it's basically a little um, door chime Um, you have a few different settings and like say when a person walks um, past uh, the beam you know just put it right beside your door or something like that you'll get kind of alerted either um the swooshing sound of um the enterprise um doors or you'll actually get the um alert sound of um you know the red alert sound and then also you can push uh, the little white button which is on the the panel and give you a kind of that uh, star trek whistle and i think this is a great stocking stuffer uh for for kind of the star trek uh, fan that you know or for yourself or if you just want to pick one up and they're on a great price right now they're on for uh twenty dollars 19.99 so that's a great price on this thing like when i picked up mines it was thirty dollars but now they've dropped it down to twenty dollars so to me it's almost kind of a must for uh for a star trek fan to have this in their uh in their house again just like you know the posters uh you could probably hang this up in in an office or or in your man cave or or wherever you know kind of your space is i think again another kind of conversation piece and i think that's just a really cool idea so definitely um you know go check out uh, think geek i'll have a link to this in the show notes um but uh you know for this price i think it's a real can't miss to be honest Next up, I'm going to talk about a few books here. 
that I, I would highly recommend. I know people don't collect books anymore. They use like Kindles or they use their iPads or whatever to uh, read books nowadays. But um, I've always kind of been a little partial to kind of the what what would you say, like kind of the coffee table book or, or whatever. I've always really liked those books. I have a lot of them. I'm going to talk about the Haynes Manuals. Um, these are manuals that um, usually they're, they're for like uh, vehicles and all that. But Haynes has come out with, uh, you know, they came out one, with one a few years ago for the uh, the original Enterprise. I have that, really enjoy it. Um, and they've also come out with one for the Millennium Falcon. So for uh, people who are Star Wars fans, um, they've got this uh, Haynes manual for the Millennium Falcon. And then they also got one for the Klingon Bird of Prey. So another Star Trek one. Like say these Haynes manuals are just kind of cool. You know, they got lots of uh, details on the ships and things like that. And uh, uh, they're just really cool to kind of flip through and look at kind of all the little diagrams and things like that of, of the ships. And I've always been a real fan of actually of uh, ships and sci-fi. That's probably the thing which interests me the most in sci-fi is just kind of the ships. I really like my uh, Star Trek one and actually um actually put on my Christmas list uh I actually put in my Christmas list, uh, I wanted the uh, Millennium Falcon uh, Haynes manual. And the nice thing about these manuals is they're not very much. Uh, looking on Amazon site, um, you can get uh, each of them you can get for under uh, under, 20, under $20. And uh, like I say, that's, to me, that's a great price and uh, you know for a great manual. And they come hardcover, uh, just, uh, just real nice. Again, something to flip through and, and something to reference a bit. Uh, like I say, I, I, I just think it's a, a great idea. And um, like I say, you know, if, you, if, you're an if you're interested in ships and, and diagrams and things like that, uh, definitely check out these uh, Haynes manuals. Again, uh, they got the original uh, Enterprise. They've got the uh, Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. And then they also got the uh, Klingon Bird of Prey. And they're all very um, well priced. Hey, like say they've got uh, you know like they're all under twenty dollars. So like say they're not going to break the the bank. And uh, they make a, I think they make they would make a nice gift and nice inexpensive gift to someone and something that they would keep for quite a long time. And and I'm not going to say cherish, but uh, definitely something that. Uh, can be referenced or, and displayed or put in a bookcase uh, fits in real nice I think with uh, if a person has other uh, book collectibles or even you know DVDs or things like that I, I think this just kind of fills out a, a collection these manuals and like say you know they're also too you can go flip through them passes a the time or you know like say so like say highly recommend these and uh, a great price like say I'll, I'll put a link into uh into the show notes on, on these but uh, like say you can go over to Amazon and check it out and they have all three of them great idea great great idea keeping on the uh, the books front um, another kind of book which just came out uh, it's from uh, uber super Star Wars collector uh, Steve Sansweet and he's come out with a new book called the uh, Star Wars the ultimate action figure collection and he covers um, 35 years of um, Star Trek um, action figure collectibles like I, I don't know a lot about this book yet because uh, you know it's just come out, um, but this is definitely one I'll probably uh, per be pursuing after Christmas uh, getting this book. Um, but basically, uh, he goes through all the different um, action figures from um, from all the different years. You know, starting from uh, you know vintage figures up to uh, you know kind of modern figures and. I think it's really cool. This kind of, um, I was just kind of looking through some of the, the details on this book and it almost reminds me a bit of the Lego minifigs 
books that uh, they came out where they kind of um, they talk about a figure and then they um, and then they kind of uh, talk about all the different releases. Like I'm looking at one here. You know, they've got a picture of Darth Vader and they're showing the vintage one and then they're showing all the other different releases and it looks like he's got a little bit of uh, description on these or some facts on them and like I said I think if you're kind of interested in um, action figures and, and Star Wars collecting then I think this would be definitely a, a great reference book on action figures and uh, like I say even if you don't really collect action figures but you just kind of want an overview of action figures just something to reference I think this is a good book as well like I say this is one I'm definitely going to uh, to get probably after Christmas um, like I say I just think this is just a, a really great idea for a book um, not very expensive either I think I saw it was around $30 for this book so I think uh, I think that's a great price and also if you went over to um, Steve's site uh, Rancho Obi-Wan I believe if you give a $10 donation to his organization um, they'll send you a, a book plate which is autographed by himself and, and the other um, authors of the book so I think that's uh, that's a real cool idea what they're doing and like say I just I don't know. I just think this is a this is a really cool book, and uh, I like the idea. I like the concept. Uh, I know they've come out with action figures books before, but um, I I don't know. For me, you know, when it comes to Star Wars collectibles, Steve Sansweet's kind of the uh, the authority on it. Um, I actually got to meet the man uh, last year uh, when I worked a toy show. Uh, very nice, very genuine man. Got to talk to him for a few minutes. Uh, just a just a real nice guy and like say I'm definitely looking forward to getting this book because like say it, it just looks like it's just a wealth of information. The most exciting game ever, the Star Trek Phaser Battle, the game that fires back. Just power on. It's an exact replica of the Star Trek telescreen. Watch out, here comes the Klingon. Press the trigger on the phaser launcher. Here's the phaser fire. The Klingon ship appears throughout the galaxy. You can hear the phasers launch. The Klingon fires back. Is this a Star Trek phaser battle? Sure is, Dad. Wanna try it? Okay. Turn it up to fleet commander, Dad. That'll make it come for you. Wow, this is fast. Check your score. Your hit is recorded on an LED readout screen. Every time you miss, the Star Trek phaser battle fires back. You've got to raise your shields to stop them, and you've only got three chances or you're out. Star Trek Electronic Phaser Battle, the game that fights back. It's just as tough for Dad as it is for you. New for Miko. I just thought I'd throw in a, a cool little um, sound clip of, uh, you know, from old uh, kind of vintage commercials there. Just kind of spice things up in, in this uh, podcast. Uh, you know, I just thought it would be kind of interesting. Anyways, I'm going to move on to, uh, on to the, the next um, um, topic I'm going to talk about. And this is uh, from Star Trek. And uh, it's called uh, Mimobot um, Flash Drives. And um, they've been coming out with uh, Star Wars ones um, before, but now they've come out with uh, their first series of um, of Star Trek ones, and um, the characters that they're showcasing in these ones is Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, uh, Captain Picard, and Mr. Data. These things are pretty cool. Like, say, I think it's kind of cool to have a um, a Mimobot, uh, you know, like just as designed as a character. Like, a, what these Mimobots are, they're just basically USB flash drives. So basically, um, instead of just having your kind of standard everyday um, 
you know, USB flash drive. Uh, you got kind of um, a character-based uh, flash drive. So I guess, again, a little bit of a discussion piece. If you take it to the office, transfer a few files. Some, so I think these are really cool. What kind of really impresses me, though, is um, is kind of a bit of the content that you get on these things because you get some um, you get some kind of exclusive content, which I, I just think are, are really cool. Uh, let me just uh, kind of break down this. Uh, it comes with... Um, like material from like vintage toy commercials. Um, so obviously there's some videos which they they store on these uh, these flash drives. Uh, they come with some uh, vintage comic information. Also they come with uh, looks like they've got some um, unseen stuff. I think from the Blu-ray releases. So it sounds like maybe some of the the information or some of the stuff that they were doing for the Blu-rays, which might not have gotten onto the Blu-rays, they've put onto these um, onto these uh, these flash drives. Uh, which I think is like really, really cool. Then also they've got, looks like some kind of wallpapers. They've got some uh, cool little um, desktop icons. Uh, looks like, um, yeah, like avatars, icons, wallpapers, videos. So it, it's it's cool that they come with these um, these little uh, little extras. Um, makes it a little more, um, little more special, like say, and the price, um, depends on um, what size um, size of storage you get on them but they look like they run from like about twenty dollars up to about sixty five dollars so looks like uh, depending on what um, what kind of size you want uh, determines what type of price but uh, I have to say this is um, these are really cool like I say I, I've kind of um, seen the Star Wars ones around the stores but um, never really looked into them too um, too uh, deeply but uh, like I say I uh, I think if it's got some special content on it, then uh, that's something um, I certainly, uh, you know, certainly might pick up the next time I'm looking for a flash drive. Because I thought, oh, these things are a little more expensive than others, but uh, you know, maybe with the, the extra special, uh, you know, uh, flash, uh, extra special uh, content, that maybe it makes it a little worth it to have have that extra content. So um, definitely uh, check these ones out. If uh, again, if you're looking for uh, like maybe a nice little gift or stocking stuffer. Uh, these things are, are certainly really cool. Um, again, I'll have a link in the uh, podcast notes um, to uh, where you can find these. And uh, also, too, I'll probably uh, include a, a picture of one of them as well. Moving right along, I thought the next thing I would talk about is um, tin lunchboxes. Um, there's, uh, over the last couple of years, it, it seems like um, tin lunchboxes have really kind of popped up and um, become... Um, quite popular um i don't think you really carry your lunch in them but uh you see you go to a lot of these collectible stores or or uh places in the mall and they always have um you know all these different um type of uh lunch boxes or tin tin totes or whatever they call them and um they're coming out with like a lot of different really cool um types of uh tin totes and i was looking on the uh entertainment earth site i was looking at a few of these and um i came across um the tin totes for uh uh, tin totes, which I thought were a little different, not your uh, Star Trek or Star Wars uh, ones, but uh, they got a lot of Doctor Who ones. I know there's a lot of Doctor Who fans out there, and uh, they got some uh, tin totes of um, of the uh, the TARDIS, and they look pretty cool. Uh, just looking through them, um, you know, they come out with, uh, I think it looks like, um, just looking on the site, they've got maybe a vintage one and then a more modern looking uh, TARDIS, and uh, these things aren't a lot of money either. They look like they're about $13 uh, for a tin tote. So uh, again, kind of another stocking stuffer range thing. 
but I was also looking on on the site and they had some cool um they had one of a Cylon it was kind of the the you know your classic Cylon uh, not the the Ron Moore Cylon but the the classic Cylon um from the uh the 1970s series um definitely this uh the Cylon uh, tin tote is is kind of cool like say it's uh it's uh you know like the old school Cylon but the one that really caught my eye was they had some uh they had some six million dollar man tin totes, and uh, the one which kind of caught, like I say, caught my eye was the uh, Oscar Goldman's briefcase. Uh, it's like a real plain looking. Um, it looks like just a, a brown briefcase on on the um, on the outside, so not very exciting uh, on the outside. But when you open it up, it's got all his kind of like all this the secret stuff that he had in his um, in his briefcase, like a little safe and it looks like a tape machine, some top secret documents and just a really kind of uh cool uh tote there and, and like I say it's not very much it's only 13 dollars and um i'll include a picture of this in a link but uh you know when i saw that i go you know what that's a really neat idea you know someone go oh that's a boring you know tin thing but you open it up and it's just like wow it's it's you know it's a kind of a super duper kind of uh, briefcase there so i thought you know what that's cool so that's a, a real cool idea and i just thought i would bring it up for the uh the podcast here Sticking on the Entertainment Earth uh, site, uh, another kind of um, cool item that I saw was the um, Chewbacca messenger bag. And um, what makes this cool is like we all kind of remember Chewbacca and he's got kind of like he carries a bag with him. And then he's got this kind of nice bandolier or whatever, this um, strap which which holds the bag. And uh, they've come out with this messenger bag. These are like larger size bags that uh, I guess like they say they're messenger bags it's usually you know you'll see like usually young professionals or whatever carry them and they'll carry like their laptop in there or you know uh, documents or things like that and uh, they've got this messenger bag which looks kind of like um, like Chewie's uh, Chewie's bag from the movies and um, I thought you know what that's really cool you know like I you know it just you'd look kind of like Chewbacca be a little bit of conversation piece around the office um Again, not all that expensive either, too. It's about $90. So it's a leather case. Um, I, I suspect that a, a bag of this type of quality would be um, quite expensive anyways, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, kind of a Star Wars-themed bag. So I think it's really cool. It's got a little Star Wars logo on it as well, too. So I just think it's a real cool bag. I just, I, for me, what's really grabbed my eye was just a strap. I thought that, you know, that's really cool. You know, it's just like you'd look like Chewbacca with, uh, you know, it's almost kind of almost maybe a little bit subtle either. You know, someone might not even notice it's a Chewbacca, you know, kind of styled uh, messenger bag. So I thought great idea. Um, like say, I'll have um, I'll have a, a picture and a link in the show notes as well to this thing. But uh, I just thought, you know what, this is just a really, really um, real cool looking bag. And uh like I say, it's just, um, you know, great idea. I always like when people come out with kind of interesting, cool ideas, and, and this is certainly one of them. Moving along here, um, next up, um, going to stick with Star Wars here for uh, for a bit, and maybe something which isn't as, um, something that you actually can just go to a brick-and-mortar store and get rather easily, or, or not easily, depending on uh, distribution, I guess. But uh, the Kmart... Um, Kmart exclusive um, Star Wars Return of the Jedi Vintage Collection Scout Walker ATST. It's a like I say, it's a Kmart exclusive, and if you're just um, looking to buy, you know, like a Hasbro-based toy uh, for uh, someone, um, this is definitely um, definitely a, a one that you might want to check out. Um, 
like I say, it's um, it's kind of molded. Um, um, like they had the kind of the original um, ATST mold from which they used to mold off the uh, the original vintage um, toys from from back in the eighties. And then uh, I think they kind of rolled those into the nineties. They used kind of the same mold. They might have updated it a little bit, uh, you know, give a little more detail in uh, different paint apps. But uh, this one is kind of based off a more current one, so it's a bit larger. Uh, probably stands a little bit better, uh, you know, better detailing um, on it. But the cool thing about it is if uh, if uh, you're a mint in box uh, collector, it comes in um, vintage style box. So you can uh, keep it as a kind of a vintage style box, you know, kind of uh, relive a little bit of your uh, your childhood there with uh, the vintage look on it. Um, and not very much as well, $35. Um, so I think that's a, that's a pretty fair price for... Um, toy like this um fortunately i live up in canada we don't have kmarts so uh, i can't easily get this so if i want to get it it'll cost me uh, considerably more but uh eh, maybe maybe sometime i'll be able to find it i, I know that uh, in the past some of the kmart exclusives have uh, dropped down in price like last year's b-wing i i guess uh was a kmart exclusive came in a vintage box and now apparently uh yeah, depending on on where they pop up you can get them for under twenty dollars um which is cool but uh this scout walker i think it, it's really cool like i say uh, i've always kind of liked the scout walkers i have a few of them myself um they're based off of i have a vintage one and then i have one from the 90s um so I, at some point in time i might like to get myself a new one and then also kmart's actually came out as well too with a kind of a two set of um, atst drivers so uh if you need some uh, drivers for your ATST, um, they're actually supplying those as well too. Again, exclusive at Kmart. So, uh, like, say, if that's something you know, if uh, you got uh, an interest in in these um, Star Wars toys, or if you know someone who's uh, interested in these, uh, definitely, uh, definitely check this out. Uh, like, say, I'll have uh, a link in the show notes to the uh, Kmart page and, and and a picture as well, so that uh, gives you a good idea what they what they look like. I'm going to jump back into kind of the superhero realm of things and I'm going to talk about um, calendars. Um, every year at the, the end of the year, right around Christmas, there's always a ton of calendars. Um, they, they always have these little kind of little uh, calendar kiosks in the mall or they'll have these sent, set up these uh, temporary stores for uh, calendars. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of different calendars for whatever you like, you know, a Star Trek calendar, Star Wars calendars. Music calendars, car calendars, uh, pretty girl calendars, um, you know, like if you like dogs or cats, calendars for that, all sorts of calendars, you know. So usually there's some, usually there's calendars for just about any person who's uh, interested. And what kind of caught my eye was I was at the store a few weeks ago and I was looking at calendars and I saw they had a vintage Marvel's comic calendar and the 2013 one um, looks really cool. It's a, it's a bit of a larger size calendar. Um, it looks like it's got kind of that wire uh, wire uh, holding on it, you know, so you can kind of flip it around. You know, just looking at the pictures, just really cool. It's a bunch of um, old vintage um, covers for each month from different um, Marvel uh, comics. Um, like I'm just flipping through this uh, this uh, right now, like for... Um, like say what are we looking here we've got like one from uh, iron man number 21 called the replacement we got a daredevil one the secret of kazar's orig origin and uh this is a from a comic from 1966 fantastic four silver surfer these are all kind of like um classic comic book uh, covers from like the 60s and 70s so 
like I say I just think uh, it's just really cool like um you know that this this comic or this uh calendar and I just thought you know what that would be just way 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 cool like to have one of these types of uh uh, vintage uh, calendars um like I say it's just and it's not that much it's about twenty dollars and uh like I say I just I don't know I just it just blows me away like I say I just uh really really like the this uh the look of this calendar I'll have a link on the um on the show notes uh to it but uh if you got like uh if you're a big kind of comic fan or if you know someone who's a big comic fan uh, you might want to consider getting getting um them this this uh this uh kind of calendar because it's just like I say i just say i think it's so cool and like I say to kind of um reuse some of that classic uh that classic um you know cover art uh, i just think it's a great idea for a calendar you know a lot of times these calendars they come out and they're like based on movies for, you know from nowadays or whatever they or new art and you know it's just like eh, sometimes you just really want the kind of the older art and uh i just um I don't know. I just think it's so cool, and uh, definitely um, check this out. Uh, I'll have a link and uh, a picture of this in the uh, in the show notes. I'm getting down to, I guess, my um, my last uh, last item here to talk about. And um, lately, um, you know, I've kind of gotten myself back into uh, building models over the last year, and uh, really taken an interest in uh, in model building. So I was just looking uh, for kind of what's kind of cool and out there for models and um uh there's a company called round two which is releasing a lot of the um old amt or uh polar lights um type uh star trek models like say it's a company called round two and and they've got um you know they're coming out with all these really kind of cool models um i know that um brian in the the forums he's uh building up uh uh kind of like a real supersized studio scale uh one uh 350th scale uh, classic enterprise right now so definitely go over to the forums and, and check out his build uh, like I say it's very cool uh, very well done model uh, I was looking at some of the other models that they're coming out with and uh, this one kind of caught my eye I've seen it in the store as well a bit this might be one I might pick up in, in a in a few years but they came out with the USS Enterprise Tholian Web Edition uh, Enterprise, and basically what this really is isn't really the Enterprise, but it's its sister sister ship from the uh, Tholian Web uh, episode called the USS Defiant. And if you remember in that episode, the ship was kind of um, glowing. That was one where Kirk and the crew kind of went over there, and then Kirk was kind of caught in um, caught caught in that ship, uh, or kind of out of sync with time, or or the dimension, and then the Tholians were were trapping the Enterprise in, so they couldn't having a tough time they couldn't really help kirk and he'd keep coming in and out in the episode this glowing ship is is really cool and uh like I say it actually glows in the dark so you can build this model up and it'll glow in the dark and um like I say to me i just say you know what that's just so so cool you know like I say this is definitely a ship uh, i'll um, consider you can build it up in a few different um constitution class ships so i guess you could build it up as an enterprise um i'll probably if i got this one i'd build it up as a defiant based off of the tholian web um episode but uh like say it's uh it's a it's a it's not a big giant model it's a 1650 scale so it's not really small but it's uh it's not a real large one like brian's building but it's kind of in between type kind of model so definitely one that you could build up and then have in your collection and again a little different because it glows in the dark so uh definitely uh definitely something that uh you'd want to keep um keep an eye on if you're a model builder and, and something that you might want to try 
out. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes. Again, not a very expensive model. Uh, it's about $25 uh, to buy, so uh, not going to break the bank. But uh, like I say, really, really cool. So that kind of sums up uh, my discussion of different um, collectibles that are out there right now for um, uh, for the geek who wants to buy things. Um, like I say, I, again, I tried to keep them all in within uh, reasonably priced uh, range. I think the most expensive one was the $90 messenger bag. Um, but most of them were, were kind of in that uh, $20 to kind of $40 range. Uh, someone somewhere in there so like say I think uh, you know like I think there's a lot of really cool things out there for a person to get without having to spend a lot of money Um, a couple other things I'll just uh, uh, note here Um, if you like the uh, Hallmark um, kind of uh, Star Trek or Star Wars uh, themed uh, ornaments um, this year's uh, ships at least are um, Star Wars they've got a uh, TIE Interceptor I actually own that one uh, my wife actually got that for me for my birthday. Um, I really like it. Um, a TIE Interceptor is one of my favorite uh, Star Wars ships, so I uh, really like that one. Um, it's the, the kind of the 2012 kind of Star Wars ship. And then the Star Trek uh, 2012 ship is a 25th anniversary um, Next Generation uh, uh, NCC 1701D. Uh, that one looks really cool as well, too. I think it's electronic, so it makes a few different... Um, sounds um that'll probably be one that um i'll hunt for after christmas when they drop the price on those um because i wouldn't mind having that one in my collection as well i've got the the classic enterprise from a few years ago so be nice to get the ncc 1701d as well so that's one that i'll I'll definitely check out after christmas Uh, usually um after christmas um hallmark will drop the price on all their ornaments um something like 40 or 50 percent um so definitely um if it's one of those things, uh, if, if you want, you probably need to get to the Hallmark store uh, pretty quickly uh, to get those. So that's probably, um, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't uh, promote um, rushing out of the store after uh, holidays like, you know, like Black Friday or, or in Canada or, uh, you know, Australia or England, you know, Boxing Day. I don't promote, you know, kind of running out to the store and going all crazy after after holidays, but uh, I I have a Hallmark, which is just down the road from me, so I'll probably um, uh, kind of uh, just uh, go out and, and get that NCC 1701D the, the next day because I'd really like to have that one in my collection as well. I am going to play one more uh, vintage uh, commercial here, and then I'll just come back. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's free. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Rico, thank you for uh, letting me guest host again. Always enjoy it. Um, like I say, I, I really appreciate that you, uh, you turn over the microphone to all of us to uh, give us a chance to talk about some of the things that interest us in the uh, in the world of uh, sci-fi and uh, geek-related items. I'm um, going to finish off with uh, one of Rick Moyer's uh, great uh, Christmas uh, Star Trek parodies to kind of get everyone in the Christmas mood. So... Uh, I thank everyone again for listening and uh, remind everyone next week uh, Rico will be back and he'll be covering the uh, classic uh, episode Operation Annihilate. So looking forward to that one. So bye for now. Bye.
It's the most spectacular time of the year. When the boar come attacking and Klingons are packing and Romulans sneer, it's the most spectacular time of the year. It's the class, classiest series you know. With those ships that are flying and people all trying to boldly go, it's the class, classiest series you know. There'll be tricorders reading in tribbles of feeding, new life forms to see on the way. There'll be planets for searching and bridges are jerking as forces unknown come to play. It's the most spectacular time of the year. There'll be much to discover, an alien lover and blue-looking beer. It's the most spectacular time of the Tricorders reading and tribbles of feeding New life forms to see on the way There'll be planets for searching And bridges are jerking As forces unknown come to play Come to play It's the most spectacular time of the year Techno babble spewing and big pointy ears. It's the most spectacular time. It's the most spectacular time. It's the most spectacular time of the year.